Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, November 8th. It's Election Day in America. Voters are heading to the polls across the country to elect federal, state, and local leaders in this midterm campaign cycle. We're taking you on the ground in key states where the results of these critical contests not only will determine the fate of the next Congress, but also governorships, state legislative houses, and so many other local offices. Millions of voters will head to the polls and make their voices heard today. So after months and months and months of hearing from the candidates and their campaigns and strategists and pollsters and prognosticators, it's now actually time for the voters to speak. That's the magic of Election Day. And as we know, tens of millions of Americans have already voted. Over 45 million people have already cast their ballots prior to today across the 47 states where we have data. So, since today is the day of the voters, we wanted you all to hear from some voters just to hear what's on their minds, especially from those critical battleground states like Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. I drive a truck, and it does not get very good gas mileage, and I actually had to quit my last job because I couldn't afford to drive all the way out there. Well, the economy and the border... Those are two of the key issues for me. And crime also. So what's really important to me is uh, basic human rights and how our government is protecting them or not protecting them. I saw what the Supreme Court did to uh, women's rights in the last term, and it made me really concerned as a gay man that they're not going to be standing up for my rights in the next term if that comes up for debate. CNN.com slash elections. Bookmark that right now on your phone, on your laptop, on your tablet. CNN.com slash elections. That site has everything you need to know about the races to follow, who's in the lead, any potential problems that are happening at the polls across the country. Every detail going on today is right there for you to see. And just a reminder of the big magic numbers heading into tonight. Republicans need just a net gain of five seats to win control of the House of Representatives, and they need just a net gain of one seat to win control of the United States Senate. These unbelievably, historically narrow majorities that the Democrats have actually puts those majorities at risk on an election day like today. So for this special election day episode of the podcast, I wanted you all to hear from some of our top-notch political reporters who have been out in the field covering every turn in this unbelievable midterm election season. First up, Pennsylvania, where, of course, there is that unbelievably hot Senate race between John Fetterman and Mehmet Oz. But there are also some critical House races and a really, really important governor's race to keep a watch on as well. CNN's Jessica Dean joins me now from that battleground state. She has been following that marquee Senate race between Republican Mehmet Oz and Democrat John Fetterman very closely. Jessica, tell me what you're hearing in these final hours. Hi, David. This has been such a hotly contested closely watched, very expensive, the most expensive Senate race in the country as Republicans hope to hang on to the seat. Democrats want to flip it. Republican Mehmet Oz continues to pitch himself as this independent voice. Even though he's endorsed by former President Donald Trump, he continues to talk about fighting extremism in Washington and unity. And I'll tell you, I'm not a politician. You all know that. I'm a heart surgeon and we tackle big problems, life-threatening problems like a broken heart. And we unite to do that. We don't divide. 
For his part, Democrat John Fetterman is really trying to paint Oz as a phony and make the case that he's the real Pennsylvanian here, that as he's recovered from his stroke, it's been an example of him getting knocked down, getting back up, that he's the person that will fight for them in Washington. Sometimes I'm going to miss some words. Sometimes I'm going to mush two words together. But one thing I absolutely will always get right is making sure that we stand for the important things in Washington, D.C. By January, I'll be even better. But, but, he'll, Dr. Oz will still be a fraud. And of course, ultimately, the voters get to decide who the right person is for them. It's a lot of the same issues that we see across the country. It's crime, it's inflation, it's the economy, it's abortion rights and democracy being on the line. Those are the things that are floating around in voters' minds as they make this decision. But it's clear that the people we're talking to are really thinking this through, and a lot of them, interestingly, very keenly aware that the winner of this race could determine who controls the Senate. The stakes are certainly high. Thanks so much, Jessica. As I said, keep your eye also on that gubernatorial contest between Democratic Attorney General Josh Shapiro and the Republican nominee for Governor Doug Mastriano, who is a committed 2020 election denier. If he were to take over as the governor of Pennsylvania, it would be in his power to appoint the secretary of state there who would oversee future elections. Up next is Georgia. As you may recall, Georgia was home to those two critical Senate runoff contests in January of last year that handed control of the United States Senate to the Democrats. Well, now it may all come down to the peach state yet again, a true purple state in American politics. Remember, Joe Biden just flipped it in 2020 from decades of it being red and in Republican hands. Our chief national affairs correspondent, Jeff Zeleny, is down in Atlanta, where he's been watching the marquee Senate race between Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker up close. Jeff, what have you been noticing? David, I think Georgia has been fascinating for so many reasons, but particularly Republicans just not that long ago were panicked about this race. They were so concerned about these allegations of Herschel Walker paying for abortions of former girlfriends. They thought it would you know, jeopardize their potential to win the Senate. It still could, but this race is closing in such a different way. Republicans literally have rallied around him, have circled the wagons around him. And the voters I've been speaking to for the last several days in Georgia going into Election Day really are blunt about this. They do believe that a Republican controlling the Senate is worth any any questions or concerns about the quality of Herschel Walker. I'm supporting him because I believe in him and I feel like he's going to do what he says for the people of Georgia. I believe what he has said, what he has been open with. But they also really squarely believe that Georgia can be a check on President Biden. Yes, it went blue for him in 2020, but Georgia can now uh, sort of be the voice to push back against the Biden policies. I think our country would be better under Republican leadership. I just really do. I wasn't too much a Trump supporter, but he was a businessman. The country was going the right way under him. And now we're, we're 180 degrees from where we were when he left office. Caught in the middle of all of that is Senator Raphael Warnock. Certainly he has strength, he has huge popularity, that early vote of 2.5 million voters, he certainly has a lot of that support in there. But there is concern among Democrats that he simply has not been able to run as his own man, if you will. He's only been in politics a very short time. And you can't drive down the freeway or watch television or open your mailbox without seeing a picture of Senator Warnock and President Biden. So they've been tied together. And that, of course, is one challenge for him here. But if this race goes into a runoff. We ain't talking about no runoff. We're winning this. 
when we leave, when we leave tomorrow night, we're leaving as winners. If the people show up, I win. If the people of Georgia show up, we win. Are you ready to win this election? And if control of the Senate depends upon this, wow, the next month in Georgia is going to be extraordinary. Extraordinary indeed. Thanks, Jeff. On to Arizona, where CNN's Kyung La has been on the ground for months tracking that critical Senate race between the Democratic incumbent Mark Kelly and his Republican challenger Blake Masters, and that unbelievably interesting governor's race between Republican Carrie Lake and Democratic candidate Katie Hobbs, who currently serves as the Secretary of State of Arizona. Kiang, what do our listeners need to know as they are prepared to watch Arizona and the vote returns come in on this election day? Well, David, we're seeing a slight shift in how Democrats and Republicans here in Arizona are delivering a message in these final hours. And really, it's driven by voter behavior, both by what voters are saying and what voters are doing. And you really saw it at the Mark Kelly event. We've got rising costs in a lot of places. And when I get to back to D.C., we'll be back focused on this issue to bring down costs for Arizona. It's not that he's changing his message. It's that his emphasis has become now inflation. He calls it his number one issue in these final hours, leaning in on the economy, campaigning with Republicans who support him. He's trying to reach those all important independent voters. A third of registered voters in the state of Arizona are independents. And we have Democrat Katie Hobbs running for governor here in Arizona. You know what's at stake in this election, uh, the danger that Carrie Lake will be as governor, and that's why we can't let her win. And so democracy's at stake, abortion rights are at stake, our public education. She's hitting a number of small canvassing events in the Phoenix suburbs, targeting those independents, those suburban voters, trying to bring them out. And Republicans, they're driving straight through the heart of Republican territory, really the heart of MAGA here in Arizona. This is a movement. It's not a campaign. It's a movement of patriotic Arizonans who are sick of the crap. We can't take much more of Biden-Harris. We can't take much more of Mark Kelly just rubber stamping their demented agenda. I really feel like this is a save the country election. Do you agree? All campaigning as a united slate with an eye at who they need to turn out as same-day voters in Arizona, David. Turnout is certainly key. It is key in Arizona. We'll be watching it quite closely. Thanks so much, Kyung. On Wisconsin, as they say there in Madison, you've got a Democratic incumbent governor, Tony Evers. He's up for re-election. He's running against Tim Michaels, the Republican nominee there. And you have a Republican incumbent senator, Ron Johnson, who has been in a very sharp-edged battle with the Democratic nominee for Senate there, Mandela Barnes, the state's current lieutenant governor. CNN's Omar Jimenez is in Appleton, Wisconsin. Now, you remember Joe Biden won this state by a very slim margin in 2020. Omar, thanks so much for joining us. What is the energy like on the ground these days heading into the election? The day is here. Polls up to this point here in Wisconsin have shown no clear leader between Senator Ron Johnson and Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes. But that's the thing about today. It's the ultimate and final poll of polls. Barnes just wrapped a more than 100-stop RV tour, and he told me as it wrapped, their strategy throughout this final stretch has really been to meet people where they are and the biggest issues and not take anyone's vote for granted. I asked him if he feels they've done enough to kick the two-term incumbent Republican from office. 
I can honestly say we've done all that we could. We have been outspent by outside groups, the most expensive race, uh, Senate race in the history of Wisconsin. But I can guarantee you we have not been outworked. We're leaving no stone unturned, all gas, no brakes. Now, Barnes is planning to make a few more last minute stops today. But on the other side of things, Senator Ron Johnson has also tried to leave no stone unturned, finishing up more than 60 stop bus tour last night. He stayed mostly negative on Barnes, trying to frame him as a continuation of President Biden and as someone who hates this state and the people in it because of his past criticisms of its institutions. But he also hit on the wider implications here if Republicans regain control of the Senate. I would be chairman of the Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations. I'll be like a mosquito in a nudist colony. It'll, it'll be a target-rich environment. This is a fight for freedom. And it's, it's not anybody else's fight. It's, it's not someone else's fight. It's our fight. It's a fight that we absolutely have to win. And those are the stakes that not just he set, but also Barnes. This isn't just a Senate seat. This is a vote for the future direction of the country. Thanks so much, Omar. We heard from one voter there in Milwaukee today, courtesy of WISN, as to why he turned out to vote. I think it's always important to vote. It's our responsibility in a democracy. For me, the economy, inflation, um, really where our country is going as a whole in terms of being able to compete globally. And I think those are some of the big issues that I'm concerned about. My thanks to this incredible team of political reporters that have just been owning this story for CNN. Be sure to watch their coverage all into the evening and in the days ahead. And I say the days ahead because I just want to end with this reminder. As you're tuning into CNN tonight to watch the election returns or going to CNN.com slash elections to keep track of who's up and who's down as the votes are getting tallied, it is going to take some time. We know that the way in which votes are counted is different state by state. Some states count election day vote first. And we know that Republicans tend to participate in greater numbers in person on election day. Some states count the absentee ballots first, the mail ballots, the early ballots, everything cast before election day. And we know those votes tend to be more Democratic in nature. I guarantee you, even if the Republicans have a tremendous night and have a wave election and win the House and the Senate, even if that is the end result, it is going to look so much more Republican favored at the beginning of the night simply because of the way the votes count. And you got to wait for all the polls to close across the country. And you might have to wait in some cases days for the absentee votes to get counted. And that is when we'll have a real picture of what Americans intended for their political leadership to be in 2022, the messages that they are sending Washington and their state capitals, and what they are looking for in their political leadership. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you are following the midterms, CNN has you covered. You can hear the latest updates in our next episode of CNN Five Things. And follow CNN Breaking News Alerts for election news as it breaks. All available wherever you get your podcasts. CNN is running special election coverage all day today, so tune in if you can. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>